A great big thank you to this week's sponsor, Utah Homicide Survivors. They are a nonprofit in Utah that provides free legal and social services for families of homicide victims statewide. A homicide survivor, if you don't know what that is, it's a family member of someone who has been the victim of murder. This is messy, heavy work, and I'm grateful to our friends at Utah Homicide Survivors that they are willing to do it and truly see these families. You can help these families by donating to their cause via Facebook or at their website, utahhomicidesurvivors.org. Welcome to I See You, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Welcome to the ICU podcast. This is episode 73, Healthy Connections with Carolyn Morris from My Orange Soul. Happy New Year! It's 2020! Oh, it feels so good. I love the sound of that. 2020. I hope you all had a lovely holiday season. I know I made so many fun memories with my family and my kids, and it was just a much-needed break. And if you haven't made any New Year's resolutions yet, me neither. (laughs) I tend to get overwhelmed by resolutions, so last year I tried using a word for my theme for the year. So I just picked a word to think about and be intentional with in my decision making that year. And I might try that again. I don't know, I'll let you know. Maybe send me some ideas if you have any, ways I cannot be overwhelmed by New Year's resolutions. What's worked for you? I do have one item of business before I switch over to the interview, and that is that I'm going to be discontinuing my podcast apparel from my website in the next month or so. So if you are interested in buying apparel, I would highly recommend it. And if you just haven't done it yet, now is the time. And I will be so happy to fulfill any and all of those orders. I might order a few more things for me too. I always say connection and compassion saves lives. And it's true. And I'm so glad to have made a friend who feels the same passion for it as I do. And that is Carolyn Morris. She is a communication guru, a speaker and a life coach. Also, here's your fair warning. My daughter, Lydia, was watching Frozen downstairs, or so I thought. And while I was in the middle of this interview near the end, she just came toddling in, jabbing away. So during it, you are gonna hear a little from Lydia as well. So here's the interview from all three of us, myself, Carolyn, and Lydia Lee. Carolyn Morris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited that you're here. Will you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I have grown up in Utah. I went to school in Utah, Utah State University, and then Westminster for my graduate program. So I studied communications all all throughout my life. I mean, I love communication. And so I dedicated my scholastical endeavors to that. And I have done that for my, I have now transitioned from um, the corporate world to communication, connection, and confidence. And so I've started my own business revolving around that. And so this is something that I'm super passionate about. I love to travel. I love hiking. I love being outdoors. And most importantly, I love connecting with people from all across the world, all different varieties and backgrounds and experiences. I'm really, really passionate about that. Cool. And that's why I want you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You so emulate so much of what I believe and what I try to do in my own circle of influence. 
So why have you chosen to focus your career around connection? To me, connection is everything. I am a person who loves to connect with people on very different levels. Sometimes it's only going to be surface level. Sometimes it's going to be in the roots of problems. Sometimes it's going to be in the sacred chamber of their souls where they are fighting the hardest battle of their lives. And if we were meant to experience life in a siloed experience, then I think that we would have been really sad. I mean, I am someone who needs variety. I'm someone who needs to have people um, from all different walks of life, all different types of experiences and backgrounds and skill sets. And to me, connection is healing. Connection is gives me purpose. Connection gives me hope. It gives me confidence. And there was actually this woman, um, her name is Sarah Pressman, and she did research about the power of connection and about what causes people to die early in life. And she exploited that we are 70% more likely to die early in life if we have poor social connections. That's over obesity. That's over um, excessive drinking. That's over smoking. So connection is literally a life and death situation for people. And so if we can harness our ability to connect with other people, we're going to be happier. We're going to be healthier. We're going to have longer life expectancy because we're able to connect with people in different experiences and different life situations. And so that's why I personally have dedicated my life to connection and communication and confidence. It's because it is literally a life and death situation. Oh, we should be best friends. I'm just going to say that because I'm like, the, the motto of my podcast is I advocate that compassion and connection saves lives. And it does. The research even backs it up. That has been my personal experience. And so that's why I'm so passionate about it because I've actually seen what it has done for me on the inside, my internal dialogue, when people have, have uh, just been willing to reach out and connect in really healthy, positive ways. And then you ha- you're giving us all this scientific research, saying I'm right. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's like, that's something that blew my mind. When I read that, my jaw literally dropped. I was like, you need to tell me that like eating a few extra cookies is not going to be that detrimental, but my ability to connect and feel a purpose and a need to society and to my family and to my friends, that is what's going to kill me more so than drinking and excessive weight and smoking. I was just flabbergasted when that happened. I, I was just like, wow, like this is, this is serious. This is really literally a life and death situation. Well, and can you imagine if we spent as much time as people, as we worry about, which thinking about what we eat and being intentional about our exercise, there is truth there, right? But Absolutely. If, but if we were to spend as much time as we do worrying about and creating businesses around all of that on connecting, I'm pretty sure some of those problems also like obesity and things would kind of begin to resolve themselves because we probably would be doing less super emotional eating, which all of us do sometimes. Right. Yeah. Ah, I just love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Okay. So you also are really passionate about boundaries and so am I. How do boundaries improve connecting with others? I mean, we are beings of evolution. And so I'm not the same person I was five years ago, two years ago, two weeks ago. And so boundaries really are a guideline or a framework 
that helps people understand how to appropriately engage with us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and socially. And so as we continue to evolve, as we continue to grow and push our limits, um, whether those are physical limits, um, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, whatever those limits are, whatever those limiting beliefs we're putting on ourselves, we are allowing boundaries to set us free. So for example, I am a huge believer in making sure that like my mental and emotional boundaries are, are pretty hard set. So when people interact with me, um, if they cross the line, it is so important to give people immediate feedback 80% of the time. So real time feedback. So if someone says something that's offensive, I, I can turn to them and say, ouch, that was really hurtful. I, I don't appreciate that type of language. I don't appreciate that type of communication. I don't appreciate that type of interaction. Whatever that person may have said or done, it needs to be real-time feedback at least 80% of the time. And the other 20%, we use that as a cushion to process of like, holy cow, I cannot believe that just happened. And like getting through that shock and getting through the process and getting through the analytics that we may need to take a step back. And then we need to come back to that person and say, hey, we need to revisit this conversation or this incident that happened. And you set up those boundaries. You tell them and explain to them and express to them what it is that we are comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with and how to move forward. Because it also shows respect to the other person of like, oh, you value me as a friend and you value me as an asset and you value me as a human. And you were right. I apologize. I am going to work on it. Please be patient with me as I, as I try to adapt and as I try to evolve with you. So boundaries really do set us free because we are really evolving and really growing. And that's the beautiful part of life is that we get to have that experience with another person. And so we, we need and we must express that real-time feedback 80% of the time. That's perfect. How did you know that I have an episode that says boundaries set me free? <laughs> We're um, all about boundaries. <laughs> I felt a good juju, you know. I was like, oh, girl, Julie. <laughs> One and the same. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it does. And also what I love about boundaries is there could be people in my life that I could just, you know, be black and white about and shut out completely like, oh, this isn't working for me. Or I can set up boundaries and then I get to have a relationship with them, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so for me, it has it's multiplied my connections. It's made me more capable to connect with people than maybe before I would have been afraid to connect with, but I'm learning that with boundaries, I can connect with most people. Right, exactly. And with boundaries, we, we have to learn how to express those because sometimes we just avoid, avoid, and then we explode over like a block of cheese being left out on the counter. And that's not even the root cause. So when we allow ourselves to express our concerns, we express our boundaries, we are really engaging in the, the connection process. And it is a process and it's a journey and it's an experience and it's beautiful and it's so fun. And sometimes, honestly, it can be really tricky and really dynamic to navigate. And so being brave and courageous and believing in our own boundaries and believing in our own goodness and humanity, we need to allow other people to express those too. So I'm, I'm totally with you, Julie. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Why, thank you. Um, what are some of the most important takeaways that you teach others about improving their ability to connect? Some of the biggest takeaways, I would say communication. Communication is crucial. And there's so many people who think like, oh, well, extroverts are like this and introverts are like that. And it's so much more complex than that. We 
come with our own bag of tricks. We all come individually packaged. And so making sure that we have that open communication, asking for feedback, asking what their thoughts and opinions are so that they're included in this, in this process. Um, it takes two to tango, but people forget that it only takes one to ruin it. And so if it's just one person constantly giving and constantly giving and there's no reciprocation, it makes it really hard to tango with anybody because that's a zero sum game. And there's a lot of people who say like, it's a give and take. And I don't believe that. I think it's a give and receive because we need to accept um, the other person. We need to accept that connection. And so it's not like take, 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 take. It's, it's not like that. It really is this dance of give and receive. And it's, it, it becomes like this euphoric experience with another person as we continue to evolve. Um, another takeaway is <clears throat> obviously boundaries. And so boundaries are, are crucial. They're huge. We just chatted about that. Um, another one is self-awareness. We need to make sure that we understand where we're at. We need to do self-check-ins because our resources fluctuate constantly, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially. Where are we at today? What can I give today? What do I need to receive? Am I willing to ask for help? And, you know, we always offer help in, in the sense that like, oh, I want to serve somebody else. But then all of a sudden we become really petrified um, or guarded when we need help. It's like, no, I got this. This is totally fine. When we are completely depleted of all of our resources, and that's when we need people who are on our board of directors or what I like to call the A-team. I have an A-team where I would literally move heaven and earth for them with my bare hands if I needed to, and they would do that in, in return. And so having my, my A-team, I can call on them because we've built that rapport. We've built that self-awareness. And sometimes we just do check-ins. We're like, how are your reservoirs doing today? And then we're like, honestly, today is like a double Maverick day where I'm going to go get two Diet Cokes, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. <laughs> you know? So it's just one of those things where it's important to be self-aware and to have those connections and, and just simply ask, how are your reservoirs doing today? And the, I would say the, the fourth pillar is respect. Respect is critical in every interaction that we have. And if we lean in with respect, if we lean in with generosity and kindness, then we will set a really sure foundation and build that for success. If it's built on respect and mutual understanding of, of who the other person is and who they will become, then we allow that, that bandwidth for exploration and expansion and progression. And so those, those are probably the four things that I would always have people take away is self-awareness, boundaries, communication, and respect. And I also feel like all of those things you mentioned, I kept thinking about how having self-compassion will only amplify your ability to do all four of those things, because then you can truly give out what you believe for yourself. Because when we, like with, um, oh, I just forgot the word you used. With giving and receiving and the difference between giving and taking, a lot of times we don't want to receive because we feel like, because taking and receiving are very different things, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels very different on the giving side. But I always say, and probably, probably my listeners are sick of hearing this, but they keep listening. So I'm saying it again. Uh, what the thing is, when you are not willing to receive something that you give and, and you say it's okay to give that and that that person should be, should 
feel comfortable receiving it. If you're not willing to do that yourself, there is some hypocrisy in there, whether we like to admit it or not. And there is part of you that doesn't actually believe what you're preaching because you don't believe it for yourself. And so I've just found in my own life, if I'm not willing to receive, then when I go to serve someone and they're like, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's not really fine because I won't do it for myself. And that sometimes is a hard thing to swallow because we have this weird, we have some weird complexities about what it means to be tough we just are a little messed up about that sometimes. And I found that so important. In fact, my brother-in-law was on here. Um, he's married to my sister who has terminal cancer and he talked about learning to receive. And so I love that you brought that up because as I learn more and more, the more giving and receiving are becoming really important components in my life. And they really bleed into a lot of my relationships and they, ah, learning to receive. I just love that. Okay. I'm not going to go on that soapbox though. <laughs> You're super passionate about connection. So I want to hear what are some of your most treasured personal relationships? Carolyn Morris. Well, like the behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. A little behind the scenes. I would say one of my most cherished um, connection is with my grandma Morris. So my dad's mom and she honestly, she helped um, raise us. My parents were working full time. You know, they, they were married young. They had four kids and, I remember as a little girl, I was in elementary school and she would come over and she would watch my two young brothers. So I would fake sick so that I could stay home and play with grandma. And brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so she, she would just take care of me. And it really, it was like, I was sick for five minutes. And then once grandma came, I was just fine because I just wanted to be with her. I just want to be just like her. And I mean, to this day, she's one of my biggest advocates. She just totally believes in me. And, and, um, gosh, you know, it just gets, it just gets you when you talk about people you love so much. Um, sorry. It's okay. I cry on here all the time. They still listen. They still listen. So it's fine. (laughs) They still listen through the, the, the good cries. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she's just out of this world. Amazing. And, um, you know, she's going to be one of those people that when I get to heaven, um, she'll be one of my references, you know, like, Grandma, can you help me get in? I'm like, hey, she's just so, so good to the core. Um, another one is my mom. If I can be half the woman she is, I will be unbelievably successful. She's just as good as they come. I mean, she's she's kind and she's compassionate and she has a backbone like you wouldn't believe. And she just is so open to new people and to new experiences. And she always leans in with an eye of curiosity and an eye of, of generosity. She, her motto is we just can't judge. We just can't, we don't know what people are going through. We don't know what they're experiencing. And so I would say those two relationships are, are some of the most nearest and dearest to me. And then those people who are, quote unquote, on my A-team or my varsity players or those who believe in me every step of the way, um, those are also really tender um, relationships for me personally. And I think something that makes relationships so sacred for me is like we, we almost like knit our hearts together in really dynamic experiences in life. Um, we all go through the trenches. We nobody is aloof of how hard the trenches can be in this, in this mortal experience. And so 
when you have someone who is knee deep with you in those trenches and you can look at each other and say, gosh, this is brutal. And then they just say, I know I'm with you. Let's do this. And that's just, to me, those are some of the most sacred and awesome relationships that I have. And I hope that people can cultivate those types of relationships where you're willing to jump in the trenches with them just as quickly as they're willing to jump in the trenches with you. And then you get to experience like, you know, the roller coasters of life together, the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows. And, and it's, it's a beautiful experience to have that, um, those relationships. That's beautiful. I just, I'm like, we need a moment of silence after that. (laughs) (laughs) If there's someone listening that feels like they try to connect with other people and they just feel discouraged, they don't, you know, maybe they don't feel like they get anything in return. What would be kind of your last message to them? I feel like I should. No, you're good. What? Can I try a different one? Yeah, do you think you could sit with me quietly for just one minute mm-hmm. while she finishes talking? Hi, friend. How are you? Say hi. Hi. <laughs> this oh. is Lydia. Yeah, she's delicious. Oh, okay. my goodness, those cheeks. Mm, perfect. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty good. So you're just we're just going to sit, and she's going to talk for one minute, and we're just going to listen to her and not make any noise, and then we'll go try another one, okay? Do you want to be a big girl and be with Mommy while I podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh, so cute. I know. I know, you could suck off her face. I know. Seriously, like, no joke. Like, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and she, she's just got, like, the perfect baby bod. Like, just all the chub in the right places, you know? Oh. The belly, the thighs. Like, she's yeah. delicious, yeah. Perfect. I love So let's just go back to, if I just ask you the question, if there's someone listening that's been trying and nothing's working. Yeah, Julie, that's a great question because I think that we've all been in these situations where we are trying to make a connection and we're trying to engage in this process and we almost hit like a brick wall. Like we can't make any progress. We can't figure this out. And I think that it's important to recognize that everybody is changing. Everybody's experiencing these new um, life experiences. And it's almost like the, the seasons of the moon. I mean, the, you know, we have a full moon and we have a half moon and then we have like different, different shapes of the moon. And, it's okay to, to table something for a little bit. It's okay to say, you know what? This is okay. We're, we'll come back and we'll try again, maybe in a different season or maybe in a different opportunity when our reservoirs are, are at a place that we can give and receive. And so it's okay to, to put something on hold for a little bit. It's okay to table that connection and continue to foster other connections. So it's okay to, to continue to try and to continue to go but we also need to be self-aware of where am I at? Where are my reservoirs? Are they open to a connection? And sometimes people aren't and that's okay. That's their prerogative. And it's okay to say, I tried and to take that and, and walk away for a, a time or a season or maybe indefinitely and say, I tried, I did the very best I could with the resources I had and you can walk away with confidence knowing that. I don't think we're going to be able to edit out all of this. That was beautiful what you just said. I'm so sorry she was making noises. No, you were totally fine. There's a little three, chubby three-year-old sitting on my lap right now that just walked in. So she's, I mean, she's like a bonus. So it's perfect. It's perfect. No, you're so right. And I just, I just love how passionate you are about what you do. Um, and I've looked at your website. Will you tell us what's the name of your website? And I'm going to put it in the, in the show notes and stuff. Just tell us about it. 
Yeah, my website is called myorangesoul.com and orange soul was derived from, well, orange is my favorite color, but it's also not associated with any ethnicity or race. And I, soul came from the, the feeling that we need to revitalize humanity. We need to revitalize that connection and vitality. And so everyone is welcome. Every single person, regardless of where you come from, regardless of nationality, religion, whatever that may be, everyone is welcome to engage in revitalizing um, the soul of humanity. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast. Yeah, Julie, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate what you're doing and what you're putting out there. It's so needed and I'm really grateful to be part of it. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited to connect in the future. We need to have lunch or something, right? Uh, 100%. Because I kind of feel like that if um, someone else came that's not as into this stuff as we are, it might be really annoying. So probably it should just be me and you and we can just... <laughs> it's like the little it's like the little emoji with the glasses and his like front buck teeth i probably send that emoji more than anything else just like mm. yeah oh totally we can nerd out together I, I i love it that'll be so fun yes and since lydia crashed oh. this party my listeners have heard from lydia before do you want to say hi no no and that's the word for today no. <laughs> hey carolyn thanks again you're the best Thank you so much, Julie. I look forward to future collaborations. Yes. It's hard not to listen to Carolyn and not smile because she's so obviously just exploding with enthusiasm for life and healthy connections and communication, and it's contagious. All the smiles. I love that girl. Thanks again to our fabulous sponsor this week, Utah Homicide Survivors. If you want to hear more specifically about the amazing work they are doing, I would suggest go back and listen to episode 71 with their founder, Brandon Merrill. They provide free legal work to family members of murder victims, and it is a truly worthy, compassionate work that they do. If you want to help them, make sure you go donate to these families in need at their Facebook page and at their website, utahhomicidesurvivors.org. My friends, in news of other announcements, as my life continues to shift both personally and professionally, I'm going to start releasing podcasts probably every other Friday. I've talked to many people who actually who are just getting started with the podcast now and they're like, oh, it's overwhelming. I'm never going to catch up on all of them. Well, now's your chance to catch up, everybody. <laughs> I'm slowing it down just a little for you. Come on, catch up. Go to the beginning. Our next interview is with a man named James Burnham. He is a performance coach, trainer, and speaker. And James has just recently opened up about his challenging childhood involving years of abuse, sexual, physical, emotional. And he has a powerful voice and I'm so grateful for his willingness to share hope here on the podcast. My name is Julie Lee. Thank you for being here and I see you. Julie, it was an absolute delight. Thank you so much for what you're doing and what you're putting out there. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hey, can you be quiet for a second? No, I'm not going downstairs. Okay, how about you walk, start walking downstairs and I'll meet you down there, okay? No. Okay, can you be quiet for just a second? No. Okay, this is this is the real deal. Hey, I like it. No, real deal. No, no. Okay, what do you want to do? I want to go downstairs. Just no. Okay, go downstairs right now. It's, I'm just going to let her say one thing, and I just need you to be quiet, and then I'll let you say something, okay? Can you wait for your turn? 